1: K-Q-E-D.
2: Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Maddie Bolaños in San Francisco. Here are some statewide news you need to know to start your day. State utility regulators will vote on a proposal that advocates say discriminates against schools, farms, and apartment buildings. If approved, advocates say these multimeter properties will be forced to sell the energy they produce back to the utilities and then buy it at a higher rate. This is Igor Tregub with Reimagine Power, a solar advocacy group. Well, this proposal is discriminatory because it effectively consigns these renters schools, farms, resiliency hubs, community centers, health clinics, and more to second-class citizenship compared to single-family homeowners. The California Public Utilities Commission was expected to vote today on a proposal that would allow Pacific Gas and Electric to increase its monthly cost to consumers by up to $30 a month. This comes as the Public Advocates Office at the CPUC recently reported a 92% rise in rates since 2013. That vote is now expected to take place on November 16th. And further down south, the city of Bakersfield will have to keep water in the Kern River, following a judge's ruling this week. Several local environmental groups sued the city last year, saying that by diverting water from the river, it was harming the environment and the community as a whole. Kelly Damien is with the group Bring Back the Kern.
1: It has
0: been a desolate, dead, dried out, abandoned lot, basically, And so to have these past couple months where we got to see an alternative and we got to see what life could be like with a river, I think it really got people really excited.
2: The winter storms replenished much of the river's ecosystem, and fish have reemerged. The judge's ruling will remain in effect until the case goes to trial and a decision is made. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. And California, Sierra Nevada had record-breaking snow levels earlier this year. The extreme weather created big problems for one endangered animal. LAist correspondent Jill Replogle went to the mountains above Bishop for that story. To me, average
0: hiker, spotting a bighorn sheep in the eastern Sierra Nevada feels like it requires incredible luck. There are only a few hundred of them, spread over thousands of miles of some of the steepest, rockiest terrain in the country. But I've come here to the backside of Wheeler Ridge, north of Bishop, with expert sheep spotters Kathleen Anderson and her husband Tom Stevenson.
2: Did either one of these have a camera collar dropped off?
0: They're part of a California Department of Fish and Wildlife team charged with trying to bring Sierra Nevada bighorn sheep back from the brink of extinction. A lot of times you see their butts first because it's white. The rest of the sheep's bodies match the beige and tan shades of the high sierra's open slopes. It requires patient scanning, and good binoculars help a lot. The trick is doing it over and over and just getting good at it um, because they do look like rocks. The Sierra Bighorn population began dying out in the 1800s when European settlers brought domestic sheep, though sheep passed on respiratory diseases. In recent decades, the recovery effort was going pretty well, until half of the population died this past winter. Some got trapped in avalanches, some died of starvation, and some were killed by mountain lions when the sheep were forced to move to lower elevations to look for food. These are all normal, natural threats, but because the Sierra Bighorn population is so small, the extreme winter set the species' recovery program way back. There are now only around 360 sheep left. At nearly 11,000 feet elevation—that's where the sheep live— Stevenson pulls out a radio transmitter and antenna out of his backpack. He points the antenna toward the rocky slopes in the distance, hoping to pick up the signal from one of the sheep's tracking collars. Sounds like she might be up there. Can you hear that? The beeping sound is faint, meaning the sheep he's tracking is not very close. We pack up and keep hiking. State and federal wildlife officials have carefully managed bighorn herds in the Sierra Nevada to help the population recover its historical range and size.
2: At one point, we were actually thinking we might be able to delist this animal in the next five years even, or I should say down list to threaten status.
0: Now that's a distant goal. In some of the herds, including one in Yosemite, all of the female ewes appear to have died. At least researchers couldn't find any this summer.
2: It's frustrating. I've spent a lot of my career trying to get this animal to recovery and when you think you have it figured out, you'll get a curveball thrown at you like a winter as extreme as the one we just had.
0: As the climate changes, the Sierra Nevada is expected to see more extreme weather, mostly drought, but interspersed with occasional heavy winters. On the trail, the sky is cloudless and the jagged peaks around us are spectacular. But still no sheep.
2: Did you bring a headlamp in case we have to hike out? I did.
0: And then just on the other side of a hill, we see two sheep in the distance, right off the trail. Stevenson pulls out his binoculars. That looks like two ewes. They're really fat, too. They look superb. (laughs) The upside of all that winter precipitation was plentiful summer forage for the surviving sheep and their new lambs. Already, those lambs helped make up for some of the losses. Whether that translates to healthier herd numbers next year might depend on whether they face another harsh winter.
2: That was LAist Jill Replical. And that's the California Report for Thursday, November 2nd. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from the California Healthcare Foundation. Listening to Black Californians, a new study on how the healthcare care system undermines the pursuit of good health, on the web at chcf.org slash lbca. Paint Care, now with more than 850 drop-off sites in California where households and businesses can recycle their leftover paint. More at paintcare.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Ocean Institute, advancing the frontiers of ocean science, exploration, and discovery, on the web at schmitocean.org.
0: Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of The California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California